And emerging from the history vault, here is our resident historian, Felix Bennell. And today, the story of a rediscovered photo album that belonged to the great uncle of a Seattle family who was a Navy flyer at Sand Point nearly 100 years ago, at the very same time that the legendary Naval Air Station was taking shape on the shores of Lake Washington. You got a peek at it, huh? Yeah, these are some pretty amazing photos. You know, a lot of us have old family photo albums stashed away somewhere, and the picture inside are probably pretty interesting to us. Maybe, you know, there's uh, Uncle uncle whoever there's standing. This one's a little different. I first saw a few of the images, images that Carol Mandel posted on Facebook late last week, and so I reached out to her right away. The photos were taken by her great uncle, a man named Ludwig Schroeder, who was her grandmother's brother. He was born in Seattle in 1904, graduated from Lincoln High School in Wallingford, and then from the UW. By 1929, he was in the Navy and flying from the fairly new Naval Air Station out there at Sand Point, or Magnuson Park nowadays. Now, Lieutenant Schroeder was also an amateur photographer, which is why so many of the photos in these albums are taken in midair or out on the runway or on the water. You know, newspaper photos that I've seen from this time generally don't get nearly as close to the action as these photos do. They're pretty amazing. Now, um, Lieutenant Schroeder continued in the Naval Reserve into the 1930s. He was flying a Navy plane near Long Beach, California in 1934, when it ran out of fuel and crashed in the ocean, he didn't survive. He was only 30 years old. Um, so Carol Mandel says her grandparents and her parents never really talked about Uncle Ludwig very much. Um, she told me she didn't really think about him at all until she recently returned to Seattle and then moved into her parents' old house. Um, I didn't even know what he looked like. And you know, my mother had these photo albums stashed away in a drawer when we discovered them. And the first thing my daughter, who is also a pilot, uh, said to me was, I want those. Don't give them to anybody else. I'm not sure if you caught that, but Carol's daughter is an airline pilot, meaning she's the fourth generation pilot in the family. So you had Uncle Ludwig back in the 20s. Um, Carol's father was a blimp pilot during World War II, and Carol married a Navy pilot. So these, these are this is a flying family. Now, her, uh, they're not eager to donate the photo albums yet, but they did share several of the images with me, which I'll post later at My Northwest. There's one on my Facebook page right now. Pictures show planes with wheels on the grass, runway at Sandpoint, Float planes in Lake Washington, planes in midair, even a few plane crashes. I've never seen anything like this from Sandpoint from this era. This is right after World War I and up through World War II. That's when people on the West Coast depended on men and flying machines for defense. I know this country's defended now. I know there's radar systems out there and there's missiles hidden away that are taking care of us. But in those days, the guys were stationed right here in the middle yeah. of all of us going back and forth to work. And, and we'd see them flying around. Now, there's great history in these pictures. Um, our friend Lee, Lee Corbin has already identified several of the aircraft pictured. And one image in particular uh, really stands out for Carol. I swear one of them looks like, it, in, in a t full flight suit, looks like it could be a woman. And I thought, oh, Amelia Earhart. Well, it turns out when she did visit Seattle, she did not fly in and out of Sandpoint. I found that out. So she took a train. And there's a guy in jodhpurs. And then there's a businessman standing there holding his overcoat. So that one's going to require a little bit more research to figure out who that uh, uh, lady yeah. flyer is back there in 1930. Now, I shared a few of the images with another good friend of the show, the aviation and maritime historian uh, Matt McCauley of the Northwest Shipwreck Alliance. He described them as priceless. They give us a snapshot into a period of time in the very beginnings of what became uh, Naval Air Station Seattle at Sand Point that we have, have never seen. It's amazing how few photos are in circulation from, from that era. And... Both from the local angle, obviously it's it's hugely significant, but it's also an important part of the, the national story of the origins of naval aviation because that's when things were really kind of getting getting up and going. Now, one of the things Lieutenant um, Schroeder also took photos of was when a giant Soviet airplane visited Sandpoint in October 1929, the ANT-4. 
It was on what was probably called a goodwill flight, later described as a propaganda flight. Yeah. Um, it was flying from Moscow to New York. It came down from Alaska on floats. It stopped at Sandpoint so it could change out its floats for wheels. Now, it's one of the first aircraft to be made from all aluminum. It's not wood or metal covered in fabric. It looks pretty rudimentary, and I would describe it as looking very Soviet, too. It's like it's yes. not an American plane. <laughs> the aluminum skin was corrugated. You know, it wasn't smooth, but it was big. It had visual impact. So for a few years after the Soviet ANT-4 visited Seattle, that's when Boeing introduced its first airliner, the Model 247, also all-metal construction, also two engines. And you fast forward to the Cold War decades later, and the Soviets began to claim that Boeing engineers had stolen a bunch of ideas from the ANT-4 while it was at Sandpoint in 1929, parked no. in the hangar. And then those Boeing guys stole those ideas and used it to develop the 247. Huh. So to get to the bottom of all this, I went to cor- Boeing corporate archivist and historian Mike Lombardi. Mike says the timing just doesn't add up. The Soviet ANT-4 visited Sandpoint in October 1929. About six months after that, this is before that airliner Boeing built, Boeing rolled out a new plane that they called the Monomail. What Boeing introduced was uh, an all-metal, low-wing monoplane, retractable landing gear, um, smooth skin construction, very aerodynamic, and was uh, arguably several years ahead of what that ANT was. He's being polite. The ANT looks prehistoric, almost barbaric. The yeah. monomail looks like something from the future. Now, he says the timeline and the advanced design of the monomail, that pretty much debunks those Soviet claims. You know, looking at it, you know, putting on your thinking cap there, putting on our, our historian hat and really doing some investigative work. It uh, there probably wasn't any influence on Boeing or what Boeing was designing. So there are so many stories to tease out of these photographs. It's two big photo yeah. albums. She has all his flying records and everything. They're not sure. Maybe it'll ultimately go to the Museum of Flight someday or something like that, but the family's going to enjoy it for now. And um, I haven't been to the San Boy in a while, but are there any... Uh exhibits there or, uh, you know, little signs with some of these old photographs. The Friends of Magnuson Park do a good job. There's some interpretive panels in some of the lobbies of some of the buildings. There's that big monument right out front. And this year is the centennial of the Around the World flight, which left from Sandpoint in April and returned in September. There's going to be a bunch of stuff happening out there in September. But my fantasy is that Sandpoint would become not just a national heritage area. I think you could put a national park unit there, sort of the cradle of Northwest Aviation, Boeing delivered their first planes there. It's the very first legitimate airport. Boeing Field didn't come along until 1928. Sandpoint was the only airport in town from 1920 to 1928, then had this amazing Navy base for all these decades. So... And it's just an epic location. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, God, and these on these old photos where you see like the trees yeah. and the lake right there, and it's just you can sort of recognize the shape of the topography. But it's uh, yeah, it's and there's still unmatched. some wrecks in the water off the runway, right? There are. Matt McCauley, the guy who we heard from, oh, he's yeah. the guy who recovered a couple of those Navy Hell Divers back in the '80s, and yeah. one of those that he and his buddy recovered 40 years ago is about to fly later this year wow. at a museum in Colorado. So it's you got to be in it for the long haul. With so. this stuff. Historian Felix Spinell, all his features are at mynorthwest.com. Thank you, Felix. Thanks, Dave.